Jason, here we are. Here we are. We got uh, another episode to talk about, and I'm uh, excited for this one today. Podcast seven? Yeah, I don't know. You don't, I don't know when, no, I think, I think we're going to stop counting. Oh, good. I like that. We're going to stop counting. That way we're not confused. The numbers don't matter anymore. Mm -mm. You know? Um, Especially what, especially when we get to 623, we'll be like, ah, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. You know, it'll be interesting to look back to see how, how, like, detailing has changed for Mm -hmm. both of us over the years. It'd be interesting to see if the podcast starts to take shape and go different directions. I don't know. It probably will. It's it's organic, you know, so. We'll see what happens, but I, um, I think the timing of this podcast today is perfect because, um, today before this, while I was working this morning doing service work, before we started this podcast, I was doing a, um, interior detail. (laughs) I got a Subaru in the shop and, uh, it's for, it's for a good client, local guy. And he, uh, bought the car for his kid. So came by and I was supposed to do a bigger project this week, but we, the weather's kind of lousy. We got a big Mm -hmm. storm coming in the Midwest. Snowstorm. Yeah. Rain and snow. It's going to be kind of rain here, but snow to the North, which is cool. Um, you know how much I love my snow. Oh man, you should come to Utah with me. I'm going to be freezing my buns off. Well, that'd be a whole other podcast. The whole snow snow thing. Freezing my buns off. (laughs) Freezing your buns off. I love it. (laughs) Well, for everybody listening, Kilmer gets cold really quick. Real fast. Yeah. Robbie doesn't know that yet. He'll find out real quick. I remember the first, I was like fall, we were hanging out and I had a fire going and you're like, dude, like, dude I'm cold. I can't feel my right side. Well, I can't feel it anyways, but I can't feel it mo- any worse. There was a real sense of fear. I was like, holy shit, Kilmer's cold. <laughs> <laughs> He's all talking funny. Oh, it was great. Oh yeah. So, great for you. Not so good for me. Anyways, we got Kilmer his warm and comfy hotel room bundle me up i need one of those uh a detail snuggie that's all right mm-hmm. what are you what are you moving around on the table there that's making a lot of noise my coffee cup you want me to stop uh, well, I'm, i got maybe. the i got the jitters i can tell too much that coffee cup, that coffee cup's going rawr, 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 rawr. i mean the people listening to this podcast are gonna be like what the hell is that in the background? Yeah, it's Micah. <laughs> all right. So, apologize. We got a little off track there. This That's is, all right. This We're having fun. Um, I was doing an interior detail today on a Subaru. And tomorrow I have to do the exterior of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Right? And you and I wanted to make sure we talked at least once before next year about pricing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was going to be the focus of this episode mm-hmm. is pricing. Okay. Where we're going to start and where it's all going to go. I have nobody no knows. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, if you're listening to this podcast, um, hopefully you can relate to some of this stuff and hopefully you can um, maybe take away uh, something from this to apply to your business mm-hmm. or your menu creation and all that stuff. Because I think pricing is something that 
at, at any level of our careers in this world of detailing, we're going to struggle with pricing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, True. And, and it, and it just, it's something that we fight, right? Because we know we're worth more. We know we can get more, but we also know that the customers don't often want to pay more. And there's, there's this kind of disconnect and it's, it's leads to a lot of confusion, especially for menu creation and right. I mean, it's, it's really easy for detail guys now to just get super wordy with things. It's like, we're going to mm-hmm. geek on this. We're going to do. And before you know it, people are lost and confused. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Very but I, true. I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I want to back into this though. And maybe I'll start with you, Jason asking about, cause I, as this, this episode kind of evolves. I want to talk a little bit about how I kind of came up with my pricing mm-hmm. and kind of what I'm starting to realize now, um, especially as we take on some more consulting jobs and do some more training things. There's different, uh, there's different ways that we do that with Gloss University and using facilities and so on and so forth. It, it's, it's rather confusing, but mm-hmm. there are different pricing structures, different pricing tiers that, um, that we deal with in this, in this industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember when, when I first met you and we wanted to start talking about getting, you know, the, the training together at recon and you were talking about, um, you know, your rate, uh, for a day of training. And, and I, I don't know if you want to share on the podcast kind of how you came up with those numbers or how we got to that stuff because um, I want to break I want to start breaking this pricing thing down on service work and consulting work mm-hmm. and kind of knowing knowing our worth right and, and feeling your worth because I think part of we need to know our own worth mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and if we don't if we don't understand that. How can we extract what we're worth from the people that are paying us, right? Yeah, it's a touchy subject. I mean, talk about ceramic coatings. This is even more of a touchy subject because you have so many different variables. And that's the that's the hard part about what we do. There is no direct A to B, A to Z. Mm-hmm. If you're a mechanic or you're a plumber, there's a book or information that says, okay, it takes X amount to take the toilet off. It takes X amount to put a new ring on and reset the toilet Uh Uh or a radiator hose or a water pump or uh, a standard roof or a fence or something to do with your hands, right? Mechanical detailing is not that it's more of a creative side and you do it differently than I do. So if I know more than you or I have a secret or something on my sleeve, I can get it done faster, more efficiently in less time. Mm-hmm. So you you theoretically have to charge more than me mm-hmm. because of lack of skill or cert- certain situations or whatever. Charge more or charge less? What do you mean? Like- you have to charge more, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were to wet Santa car and I was a wet Santa car. Mm-hmm. I would beat you and my skill, my, my skill set says that I, I'm going to do it faster and sure. probably just a little bit better, not much, but just a little bit better. Sure. So what, so 
with that being said, what's the value for me? What's the value for you? And what's the value for the customer? Uh Uh Yeah, it's hard to it's hard. Yeah. Well, and especially, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've been able to keep track of material costs on abrasives with like sandpaper skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if there's would be an average number to that because I haven't done enough oh, sanding. It's it's, pr- it's probably. I mean, at least a full sand on a car. 30, 40% more than it was two years ago. Sure. Yeah. Compounds are more, polishes are more. Um, sandpaper eh, is about maybe 10, 15 points off higher. Uh, but abrasives and liquids have definitely gone up. I mean, look at look at the cost of dressings with silicones. Those prices have skyrocketed. Metal metal prices have gone up 300%. Kilmer, I just cringed when you said the prices of silicones. <laughs> and I sure am happy I don't have to sell tire dressing anymore. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, our market talk about. Uh, pricing you know like mm-hmm. it, it it's you know as a service provider you know we're providing a service um i kind of believe you can you should be able to charge a little bit more for your time and expertise for for what you're doing you know mm-hmm. and and products i mean that's i got burnt out of selling products and it, and it was sure. pricing i got beat on pricing all the time yeah you know and it's commission tiers and that's just mm-hmm. like and that's that's why you know it's a love hate relationship between McGuire's. And I remember this, my, my first employer, Kevin would, would he, in the, in the beginning, we never sold McGuire's. There was Mm -hmm. a exclusive distributor here in the Midwest called A&R supply. And they were, they were the primary McGuire's distributor in our backyard for, you know, since the Mm eighties. So, but somewhere around the time that three M and McGuire's kind of merged together or whatever, business acquisition they did that was right around the time they were just basically saying we'll sell to anybody sure so like 2007 <clears throat> 2008 mcguire's came knocking on our door and said hey we want you to rep our brand and so the initial words were no we're not going to mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. but uh after a little arm twisting um and some good pricing we finally started distributing mcguire's mm-hmm. but the problem then just became is is now we had this mainstream product on our trucks and people had smartphones and mm-hmm. you, know, I would, you know what's that I, price yeah they're like you know i i would literally try to sell a gallon of mcguire's 85 diamond cut compound mm-hmm. oh i remember for you know usually like i would try to get 75 bucks for a gallon 75 mm-hmm. to 85 dollars for a gallon and you could buy it online for 50 bucks mm-hmm. you know i did and yeah i had a big uh, account here called carnica we used to sell them uh, liquids all kind and buffing pads because they were field technicians and they'd spot spray bumpers and stuff. Sherman Williams was selling them diamond cut compound for like twenty nine dollars a gallon because they had other like they were selling them all their other abrasives and they had all these other built in costs. Sure. So I was just like, how do you compete with that? You can't. It's like Costco selling the hot dog for a dollar fifty. They lose money on hot dogs and they lose money on the rotisserie chickens. But they've done the research years ago with the chickens. If they keep those rotisserie chickens at what five, six bucks a piece, which my wife buys one or two of them a week, they make an added like it's ridiculous, like an extra hundred dollars per ticket number. 
it's dude, it's crazy. I mean, thinking about all this stuff and I'm thinking about, you know, we're I'm I'm excited about this podcast just because I think we can all now with price increases and all this stuff, everyone's gonna relate to this in some aspect that you know, it's frustrating because if if other companies are just gonna raise their prices of products, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think at the like a small man operation, like, okay, if product costs for me were to go up thirty or fifty percent, you know, that sucks. But I don't go through mm-hmm. a lot of volume, right? Mm-hmm. And I also know how to, to dilute everything and maximize mm-hmm. its value, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, it's not going to affect me, but if I got a big organization, no, right? So what if you had 10 or 20 employees? You know, that's exactly what I'm saying. And, and you know, you're, you got all kinds of issues, you know, inside these places where people just have outdated equipment, poor water pressure, bad electrical, you know, (laughs) and this is, this is this world. And it's like, I think it goes back to pricing, right? If these service providers and these other detail shops were to, um, more of the mainstream ones were to Mm -hmm. kind of try to level up their game and raise their prices, you know, they would have bigger profits that they could kind of invest in a better lighting system or better vacuums or better tools and better equipment, you know? And, and ultimately, it helps lead to getting yeah. the job done faster. Right? It's, it's tough because we're still glorified, glorified car washers. Yeah. So the average public still sees us as glorified car washers. So what, what does that mean? They're going to say, oh, you raised your prices? Okay, I'll go to the next cheapest price, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like all the competition in construction. Oh, you can sheet, sheetrock or paint my house for $4,000 less? Well, I'm going to go with that guy. Well, you know, it's interesting, and I, I I hope, I think there's an opportunity here, and I think this is a good turning phase because, you know, this is with pricing, um, you know, labor is hard to find, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people that were doing the detailing, you know, are, are aging. They're getting older, and it's hard to find younger people that are really into it um, and a lot of it seems it seems like a lot of the younger people that are coming in the industry are trying to do their own thing, mm-hmm. right? Like either mm-hmm. start a mobile detailing business or a little, you know, uh, getting into ceramic coatings. But you don't really see too many young students wanting to like start working at a dealership as a porter or go no. working at a body shop, color sanding, or do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You so on a wholesale level, there's a real problem with with you know finding and finding people to do the work no because the the lower end you attract the lower end people you know the people that aren't super skilled and go from job to job to job so it's i mean it's a struggle all the way around and then you go to the manufacturing side okay kxk metal racks 300 percent. i can't we can't sell for 300 percent more to cover our cost right so the the margins are next to nothing right yeah. so it's like you just have to hunker down and and yeah. hopefully it all works in the end well i think this is this is why you know experience and education helps drive a higher ticket price right and and it takes it takes some time on the job to to do that stuff mm-hmm. right if, if you're mm-hmm. just starting out in the detailing business you know you got to kind of be realistic 
mm-hmm. and and um, understand the amount of time, or at least study how how many hours are you working on on a car, to you know to to help kind of create a value for that, mm-hmm. um, so you can explain that to the person that's paying you for the service. Well, you know, and it goes back to, you know, you said skill set. You know, how many people have we trained? How many people have I trained with other people? Like, they, they're all gun ho and they're like, I'm, you know, how fast can you do that Black Suburban? Oh, I can knock it out like in 10 hours, right? Right? And four hours are still on one door. So that wasn't realistic to their skill set. Mm-hmm. You have to know your skill set. And honestly, take into account how long it's going to get you to, to go around that car. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Because mm-hmm. they're not you and they're not me. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it, it's painful, but if you're not honest with yourself, you are going to lose money and then you're going to go out of business. Sure. And I, I also think that there's, if you can... It's tough because in the modern world, everybody wants everything fast and quick, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the so, Amazon effect, which we talk about all the time. Right, right. So you start you start a little detailing business and you're like, I want to start getting these jobs right away, but you haven't had enough time um, or exposure, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and if, if you don't have enough exposure, how are you going to, how are you going to get in front of people and how are you going to, you know, generate leads? And I think it, it, it's a, it's a big problem where, Maybe it's not it's not necessarily a problem, but you know we don't know how to talk to to the customer, right? And and I even myself, although I'm good with talking to people, like in the in the very beginning, I was trying, I I caught myself trying to like mm-hmm. push too fast for these mm-hmm. higher prices, mm-hmm. and and I kind of tripped up, and I but I I was very aware of what was going on, but I've also had the, you know. Uh, the ability to kind of stand back and look at it and go, okay, I see what's going on here uh, and understand it better now. Mm-hmm. And I'm finally starting to kind of figure out, you know, the tiers for, for myself and my price brackets. Okay. And, and it, it's, it's starting to get easier to sell the, the job. And additionally, it get easier to execute the job based off of the expectations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so in all my years of detailing, you know, putting it all together, um, my, I've, I've finally reached that point where I can talk to the customer very Mm -hmm. confidently, um, and kind of almost let them know what the vehicle is going to look like, you know, before it's done. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm (laughs) setting that expectation and it, it, I feel better about the transactions if that makes sense but that that takes time and experience i mean look at what we did pre-sema yeah yeah what was the value of those cars combined almost seven million dollars okay Six, and we did it in about a week's time mm-hmm. so there's value there bringing us in as a combined group knowing what we know doing the job doing it well doing excellent not perfect not perfection but excellent yeah and they didn't have to bat an eye yeah so there's there's extra value for them money wise and in our pockets sure that that is yeah non-negotiable we're gonna do this this and this actually we're not even do that we're just gonna do it 
No, and at was... the end of the day, we gave them a pretty sizable check or an invoice, and they paid for it. No, yeah. no questions asked. Well, and it's and it's that's why you hire professionals, you know. And it was really cool, <laughs> kind of jumping around a little bit when we were working on the we were working on the Grand National at the Roadster Shop, and and we were you and I were working together, and you were holding the light, and I was rolling the uh, rotary over the top of the driver door. Mm -hmm. to just get the correction that we needed because it was all messed up from people, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. grabbing the door handle. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a bad scratch that I saw. And I was like, I'm like, Kilmer, I know we could sand this out, you know? And you're like, oh, yeah, you, you were like, nope. you're like, nope. You're like, Maddie, not going to do it. You're like, I ain't going to do it. Well, <laughs> I even, I even told our luck. I even told Jeremy, he's like, can you get that spot out on that 3D printed bumper or the, the wing? I'm like, nope. Ain't, ain't even going to try it, Jeremy. He's like, okay. Yeah. Well, when we left, he had John try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there has, when you get to a certain level of confidence, mm -hmm. right, you just say, no, I'm not doing it. And and you gain that, that trust and that expectation, right, that sure. they're like, okay, I, I'm not going to push. We're not going to push our luck. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. But that comes from experience, though, and you can't you can't really teach that. You have to just yeah. It's it's a learning curve. Totally, yeah, absolutely learning curve. Well, I, I kind of wanted to share this with everybody because this is one of the things I'm finally starting to discover, kind of this far along, and putting it all together is that like, for me, I kind of really only have like three tiers of service, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, it's basically maintenance stuff, right? Washing and cleaning. And then you have interior, exterior detailing. And you have the higher level, you know, correction and coding stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have done more correction and coding stuff this year. This is the most I've done in a, in a year. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing as much maintenance stuff and I'm not doing as much interior, exterior detailing as I once did. Mm -hmm. Now, I still don't turn down that work, okay? Mm -hmm. But I'm just changing, you know, my landscape to do other things like this podcast sure. and, yeah. you know, expand. So where I'm going with this is that I, I, in my head, I've kind of started to realize that there's really like, you know, th my three tiers of pay grade on the service side of things. If, you know, you have maintenance, detailing, and coatings. You know, in my coding jobs, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm now getting, you know, about a hundred to $125 an hour on coding jobs. And it, it's frustrating to, to, right. When I'm doing interior, exterior detailing, mm -hmm. I'm in the price range off of what a customer is really going to pay for that type of work. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my hourly wage is more between like a 40 to $60 an hour. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I'm doing my, my maintenance stuff, you know, there's still a good time commitment to that, to do it um, carefully and correctly. And so I'm, I'm finding my, my hourly wage in there to be around the same about, you know, 30, you know, $40 an hour, $50 an hour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's like, if would, would a customer pay, you know, $100 an hour, you know, an hour for a maintenance wash? Maybe, you know, but this is, this is my own analytics and studying my own books and my own numbers. And I think anybody can relate to that. You know, if, if you're doing, 
if you're doing a higher correction and coding job, you know, you should be getting paid a bigger portion of money for that because there's more time commitment, there's more time and materials, there's more training, there's more expertise, uh, and there's also a lot more risk, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, something we don't factor enough in with detailing stuff is risk. Mm-hmm. Um, God forbid something goes wrong or saying you're working on a high profile car that you're, you know, you're maybe charging somebody, you know, $2,000 for the service and, you know, you burn through the fender mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoops! and, Uh-oh. and you got to take it to the body shop. You know what I mean? And so I, yeah. I also think that, you know, that's often not discussed enough between customers. And I start doing that more now, you know, um, not jokingly, but just kind of, you know, letting people know, like, you know, hey, dude, there's a sense of reality. Sometimes things go wrong. Oh, I, I tell every time I touch sandpaper, I go, if, if we burn through, what are we going to do? And I'm going to have that conversation with Robbie tomorrow when I get in Utah. So this truck, what are we going to do if I pop through? Uh, you know, because you don't know. The only time you know is when you pop through yeah. or you, you wipe off that you know, that protection on the coating, you know, on the leather or the dashboard, or I don't know, take off, you know, you know, you got sticky buttons on Ferraris and you wipe off the white on a sticky button, you know, you're like, Oh, oh, oh." (laughs) I didn't anticipate that. So, you know, it's just, um, again, everything boils down to experience. Mm -hmm. Some jobs you make good money on other jobs, you lose money. That's just par for the course. Now do what I've done in wet sand cars. How, how can I say, yeah, it's going to take me exactly 225 hours. Yeah, you don't. I did a Chevelle. I thought it was going to take me 200. It took me 300 hours. What do you do? You, you just hit it on the chin. You keep on going. Yeah. The, 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 more, the more risk is involved... Well, it's always more work than you think it's going to be. And it's one of the things it always is, doing, yeah. you know, even though I have all, a lot of really great tools and equipment and a r- lot of experience, you know, you start really, you know, rolling up your sleeves and getting to work. It, it ends up being always just a little extra than you think it's going to be because we're detailers, right? And we're going yeah. to like chasing a, another little thing, another little piece. And um, it's sometimes it's hard to call it quits, you know. Well, you know, that's like the Grand National or the Chevelle. There were mm-hmm. those cars weren't perfect. Neither were the Ring Brothers cars, right? Yeah. Far from perfect. Mm-hmm. They were excellent, but they weren't perfect. And when you've been around the shows and the people and know what, what those cars are going to take, <laughs> mm-hmm. the abuse that they take from people walking around the cars and scratching the cars and doing all this and that, yeah, you have to know when to say when but that comes only from experience to be around that scenario Mm -hmm. for 20 years i already know what's going to happen or not happen or what people are going to see or not going to see yep yeah you're kind of you know you know you know the end result without it having even started the job yeah we're we're paint we're painting a broad picture and we're filling the picture in so as long as the general job looks good and presentable, mm-hmm. people are going to nitpick it less. Now, if there's massive amounts of scratches or swirls or compound or completely missed area in the interior, then yeah, people are going to look further into it, right? Sure. Well, what else do they miss? 
what else did they do? But if it's generally clean and presentable, the likelihood of people uh, nitpicking it, customers or detailers or whoever looks at the cars are going to nitpick it less. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. You know, you, you started thinking about nitpicking and, and, it, and it got me thinking about the days when we had the car wash, me and Philly had the car mm-hmm. wash. And mm-hmm. I really learned a lot from those days of, of, you know, kind of creating menus. Sure. And, and that whole, you know, Phil was always kind of about uh, trying to build the services around a dollar a minute. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, look, like if someone's coming to the car wash and they're going to be here for 15 or 20 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, that's what they should be paying. Right. You know, yeah. or less. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like if the service is, if the service is twenty nine ninety five. That customer should be in and out of the car wash in 29, you know, 29 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, it's it was I mean, talk about um, the crazy cars that would come into the car wash. Right. And you offer like a full service interior and you get one of these cars that hasn't been freaking vacuumed in, in a smashed. Year, yeah. You know, and, it, and, it, and in some senses, you know, we would start. It's like you're, you awake the devil. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like you start you start vacuuming, but it needs way more work than that. So mm-hmm. like it looks it, it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look better. You mm-hmm. just stirred up a mm-hmm. bunch of dirt mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but, you know, based off that, that, you know, that got me more thinking about, you know, my my hourly wage and, and how it helped kind of bridge the gap. The stuff I learned from building menus for the car wash mm-hmm. and the stuff that I built my own menus it it's putting it all together you know sure yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to having phil on the podcast because phil is you know he's a very successful car wash operator he's been in business you know for over 30 years and has seen a lot um of the technology and everything change and man oh man i can't wait to have him on to uh to tell his story a little bit because there's there's a lot of great lessons i've learned well you you know my my great client john tidwell has been in the real estate game for 40 years i I asked him uh when we were at to breakfast yesterday i said john how many recessions have you gone through he goes oh 12 (laughs) 12 ups and downs right and and i distinctly remember in in 2008 i said john how's it going he goes well you know and that's all he said but when, when times are going good, I go, John, how's it going? He goes, real good, real good. But he was, he never varied. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, you take it on the shoulder. You take it on the head. You get your knee kicked in. You know, you're barely dragging along, but you're still doing it. Yeah. yeah. And that's lost a lot in the younger generation because they think, and they they think that they deserve this or they deserve that or they sure. deserve the same price points that me, me and you get. Yeah. And that's just not reality. No. Uh, you know, I, I wish it was, but that's just not reality. No, I mean and but to be fair, mm-hmm. right? Like to like if and if you if somebody gets started in in this industry and they wanted to you know, start doing polishing paint and, you know, protection services, whatever the case may be. And if they're, you know, if they can find a way to start out making, you know, 25 to $35 an hour and 
mm-hmm. you know, how much money are they getting paid at their own job? Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's still, you know, a, um, a good wage. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's respectable. It's, it's respectable. Yeah, for sure. And so I think <clears throat> I think maybe there's a, a hidden message then in this podcast. And while, I'm, while I just said that live about, you know, um, you know, kind of building up your, you know, you, uh, building something, you know, mm-hmm. you don't just you don't just start at the top. You know? No, you have to lay down the foundation and you have to, you know, experience some of the good and the bad and the ugly. And then, you know, you keep swinging the axe and you keep kind of building your clientele and you keep discussing and you keep on doing this thing and they're the building blocks. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and through all that stuff, you kind of slowly raise your prices, you know, Mm -hmm. and it gets better and then you become a bit more profitable and then it starts to expand. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that's, you know, a a lot of people get started and they, uh, it's easy to get started in the detailing industry in some Mm -hmm. sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. You, you, you buy, you know, 500, 500 bucks could get you rolling pretty good, you know, know, just buy enough liquids and, 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 and a Mm -hmm. couple of machines Yeah, and you can get rolling. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be comfortable, but you can still take that reinvest a little bit more money, you know, and say you start out with a a Harbor Freight tool, you know, and you're like an ultimate goals of buying a 15 or a 21 Rupes, Mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You got to start out somewhere. You know? I totally agree. And I, we, we preach that a lot. Like, you know, I mentioned that before in another episode, you know, Phil, get the, get the job first, then buy the tools. Just yeah. because you buy the tools doesn't mean that the job is going to land in your lap. No. You know? And that's, that goes, ties back into really kind of studying your work, right? Like yeah. figure out, you know, what's taking you the longest, where are your pain points? You know, are you, is it taking you too long to clean the rims and the tires, the wheel wells? Where are you getting hung up? Sure. Like figure out a way to implement a tool or a system to help speed that up. Hey, Maddie, can you go to our sponsors real quick? My battery's yeah. about to die on my laptop. No problem. I'm going to go to our sponsors. Hey, everybody. At this point in time, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. And our sponsors are Mr. Matthew Arndt and Jason Kilmer as we continue to grow the Driven by Details podcast. We are looking forward to 2023 when we begin to bring on guests and friends and acquaintances and other detail professionals from around the country and the globe as they share their stories behind the shine. Sorry about that. It's all good. It said, you know, this is my new Mac, and, and it said, your computer will sleep in shortly 10 minutes or whatever. I'm like, huh? You're like, so, uh, man. It, it needed a tune-up. Tune-up. Yep. Tune-up. This is good. I, 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 I'm enjoying this, talking about this today, because it, it's been since, I think, um, September. Since mm-hmm. uh, It's been two months, over two months since I've done kind of more of like a uh, interior exterior detail and um i have some new products i have to test and some other stuff that i'm you know screwing around with so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always up for the challenge and i always like working with local people that's been a really big thing for me and i think anybody that's listened to this podcast today 
that's looking to help kind of drive some sales and kind of get their name out there and get some exposure. I know I've said this to a lot of people before. We live in such a digital landscape, but I do believe like there's some value in going out and doing old old school guerrilla marketing. Sure. You know, how about just doing good work? <laughs> if you do good quality work and it's consistent, you'll never be out of a job. It's true. That doesn't mean it won't be slow. And it doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, go by the skin of your teeth. But I'm a prime living example of that is I always tried to do good quality work and be the best I could be. Yeah. Things were slow, but I'm 25 year, years into it yep. and I'm still trucking. I'm actually getting uh, more efficient, better quality, more known, and yeah. I'm 42 years old. Like I, I'm hitting like another stride. Right. Yeah. You know. So I, I don't know about that. Phys- not physically, but uh, mentally. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, well, and that's that's the other piece that goes back into pricing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like this is it's a it is a very physical job, mm-hmm. and I know anybody that um, that does this type of work. They they feel the pains in their knees and their shoulders and their backs and stuff. And so, you know, we have to be mindful of all these things. And, you know, we still have to put food on the table and pay the bills. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a juggling act. It's know? a di- it's a very difficult industry because let, let's say you go from a plumber, right? You got a clogged toilet. What's a typical service call on a plumber? Two hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. Two fifty. Right. Especially if it's two in the morning and your your son plugged the toilet. Right. Mm-hmm. They come out five minutes, boom, done. Two fifty. Mm-hmm. I'll pay that two fifty, no problem. Sure. Or uh, you know, you got to clean your septic out. We just did that last week. Six hundred fifty bucks took the guy like forty five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the question I have for you then is, if your son clogged the toilet, mm-hmm. what are you what are you feeding that boy? <laughs> well, I probably did a tune up on it first, and then he finished it off. <laughs> Realistically, probably that's what happened. Oh, that's. But since I'm dad, I can blame it on him, right? He's got too much fiber in his diet. (laughs) And then he says, yeah, dad, I dropped a matchbox in there or something like Ah. that, right? Oh, Kilmer, that's freaking hilarious. Uh, I like that. We need to laugh more on this podcast. Yeah. I love it. Well, I don't know. I don't even, I don't, I know we're talking about pricing. And um, some of the pains and some of the stuff that comes along with this goofy industry. Mm-hmm. But um, I can tell you um, that I don't, I want to, I want to sh- just, cause I'm excited. I'm just re- replaying today in my head, but it's December. It was like 37, 38 degrees this morning. Mm-hmm. And I was outside washing with my hot pressure washer. And that single handedly is like the greatest inve- like tool that I have and I appreciate now more than ever. It's it's reduced my wash prep time in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and additionally to uh, reducing the time it takes me to wash prep the car. And that, that's huge. I mean, what if you were a production shop, you know, or doing industrial stuff? Well, you, you are immediately turned off by, you know, a high cost. I mean, the pressure washer I'm using is the $6,000 sure. tool. Sure. <laughs> so you just get started. You're like, ooh, six grand. No, mm-hmm. can't do it. Right. I get it. It's a mm-hmm. lot of money. Sure. Right? Um, but now when I'm done doing my wash prep stuff, dude, it's 
bottomed mm-hmm. up, edge to edge, clean. It, like I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I feel somewhat embarrassed now, like to not understand why I wasn't using heat years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I had this technology available to me. Probably, probably because of that initial cost, right? I guarantee you, it's probably it was that. Because yeah, if that, it was if it was five hundred bucks, you would have bought it a long time ago. Yeah, and that you, you're right. I agree with you. Uh, additionally, you know, in before it was always kind of extra side income. You know, today mm-hmm. it's more of what pays. You know, what generates. You know, my revenue makes me mm-hmm. money. So mm-hmm. it, it's different now. It's more important than it was before. Sure. You know what I mean? Before it wasn't really important, but one of the things I'm like, I, I wish I would have taken this more seriously and understood it more in the days when I sold liquids. Cause I feel like I could have mm-hmm. turned a lot. I could have helped a lot more people and um, it would have been further along, you know, <laughs> but you, do, you don't know what you don't know. You don't right? know what you don't know. We, and that, that comes back to experience. You know, and, and, you know, people say, well, I, I can't, Jason, I live in North Dakota. I live in Wyoming. I live in, uh, you know, Mississippi. Yeah, you're, you're not going to get the average tickets as you are in New York City or L.A. or, or uh, Houston or Dallas or Seattle. Like the cost of living is more. Yeah. You know, so, so you have to put that into factor, too. Um and what type of work you want to do. But, you know, the higher up you go, the more professional you have to be or you have to really know your stuff to say, yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, I think collectively as an industry, if 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 more people were to, to hold their ground, right, mm-hmm. if, if more details were to be firm with their boundaries and stern with their pricing, they... Um, I think that could help overall collectively bring that median price of the service price up, you know? I you know, mean, and, it, and that's difficult because there's so so many people that detail them and you look at the the massive metropolitan areas like uh, a California that's massively populated with mobile detailers everywhere. Your price rangers gonna are gonna be all over the place. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it's very, very difficult. Um, it is. you know, it is. Yeah. I, I like, I always said fast food detailers, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not picking on those guys. No, there's nothing I'm wrong not, with the, those not, services, but I'm not you bashing know. them, but you know, you, you start out and you're kind of, you know, you're not helping the industry and you're not helping yourself really. Right. You're working really, really hard and not being very profitable. Well, um, but everyone's got to start somewhere. Right at that, at that point, you're working in the business and not on the business. It's really tough. It's tough. I I um, you know, even here with me, and that's part of one of the reasons I wanted to you know have more of a seasonal business shut down in mm-hmm. time, because it's even though I have a lot of tools and equipment and stuff like that to ease my pain and to speed the job up when I'm dealing with different temperatures. You know, I have limited windows. I have, you know, I, and sometimes it elongates and adds 60 to 90 minutes or more than I would want to spend on a job just because of the time of the year. Well, temperatures. Exactly. What are you going to do in Seattle in the winter, the fall, the spring, or the summer, and it rains all the time and you're mobile? Like, you know, so there's pains, that sort of pain all over the place. Now your job's prolonged. Yeah. You know, 
it might be a four hour service, but by the time you left the house, the time you got home and reorganized to go do it all over again, you might be 12 hours into it, but you only got paid for four. It's, it's, it's super tough. I mean, my mm -hmm. hat goes off to the mobile guys because, you know, since I've done a handful of mobile jobs this year and every, you know, now that I got the new truck and loading stuff up, taking stuff up to, you know, the roadster shop ring brothers, it's just like, you know, it's a lot taking a show on the road. But so, I, I mobile out of an airplane <laughs> yeah. and a lot of times I don't know what I'm getting myself into. So, you know, that, that's a whole nother element. We've talked about, and we've talked about that and we'll continue to talk about mm -hmm. that, but you know, that's what for, um, that's what feeds your experiences is overcoming adversity. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's just like, uh, you know, you, <laughs> you show up on this day, you have to leave on this day. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's no like, okay. I, after after we run out of you know whatever is it 48 72 hours and it, we're done mm -hmm. i'm gone mm -hmm. so i'm gone so let's um, let's get this rock and rolling you know yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a different thing it's not like we have our leisure here where we can kind of just you know stop and look at the job yeah i i time. yeah i don't have a shop so yeah. uh, everywhere else is my shop so um yeah well i guess so i don't know I, if, if, um, Kilmer, what kind of advice would you give somebody that, uh, is struggling with their pricing and for, for anybody that might be yeah. listening to this podcast that like they, they feel like they're stuck or they are also feeling like they, they can't break through to the other side and they're not connecting with their clients, mm -hmm. whatever that case is, what do you think would be some advice? Well, I'm a prime example of that, of not knowing my worth. Um, and I only broke through the pricing structure about last year. Mm -hmm. So 24 years of struggling, not knowing my worth, still doing million dollar cars, multi-million dollar cars over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I lost a lot of money, but on hindsight, I was able to do a lot of cool things. Mm -hmm. So... It, it's a balancing act and you just, I would say, just keep on going, just yeah. keep on hang going, in hang in there till the wheels fall off. And if you get to the point where the wheels fall off, it's okay. At least you put forth an effort and you sure. did everything you can do to make it work. And sometimes it doesn't work or sometimes you, you, you make, you know, changes or you make shifts and that's one of the reasons why I say hammer down. You literally hammer down until you can't do it anymore. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's um, that was great. I mean, that was that was really good advice. I mean, right? It's it's tough because that's when we've talked about this a lot in the uh, the old coffee with Kilmers. I got to see if I can find a way to save and upload all the old coffee with Kilmers that we did. That would be to, super uh, cool onto YouTube because they're on my Instagram page. So yeah. There's got to be a way to uh, to do that. Well, if if anybody knows that information, yeah, DM Maddie. Don't yeah. DM me because I don't barely know how to turn on my computer. So you've come such a long way, Kilmer. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> you know, well, give, give give myself my own advice. Don't don't quit. Just keep on going. Don't throw that Apple computer through the window. Well, and I, that's why I wanted to. You know, I wanted to talk about pricing on this episode is just to, you know, 
kind of just revisit that like it's okay to to struggle with that you know just know that you're not alone right every and, everybody deals with the exact same pains and and i think it's okay you know i think it's okay to tell people no like and i i absolutely I kinda, it is right it's absolutely i've told i i've told billionaires no no i'm not interested what do you mean i'm not you're not interested I yeah. just told you I'm not interested. Let me reframe that. It is okay. To it is okay. No. Yep. And I think the more you start saying no, the more you start kind of understanding your boundaries and yourself mm-hmm. and what are the, you know, and then people start to respect you at least a little differently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you might turn down a job and you might maybe in the moment deal have to deal with some awkwardness with somebody but sure um on the other side of that there are gains you just mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. just have to get through it you know yeah. and uh it ha- it hasn't been easy and i don't i don't think it ever will be right no you know you, it, you have to set your boundaries or you're going to get walked all over and you're talking to a guy that's been walked all over multiple times on multiple different levels. I mean, that's 10 podcasts right there. Um, because my disability, some people are like, I don't want you touching my car. Yeah. Not because you're good, but you have a disability. So I don't want you doing that. Well, like, it's, and it's, that's, it is about earning people's trust. And in the beginning, mm-hmm. right. It's like, if you have a disability mm-hmm. and some, some people will be like, eh, I don't know if I trust this guy. Mm-hmm. You know? and, so, and, and on that side, I can't really blame them. They don't know me. I don't know them. They just see sure. a guy that limps and a guy, my hands, you know, wonky. Yeah. So, you know, I try to look at things from all different aspects, you know, you got to, and the, the kind of money now that detailers are charging, we're charging for some of these jobs. It's ridiculous. Think about it. Some it's a, it's a lot of money. So think about it from a customer's ass, you know, standpoint. Oh, for sure. Well, and, and that's that's why I feel like everything that I I offer is very realistic, mm-hmm. and and that gives because of that it gives me peace of mind, and it reinforces what I'm doing. And and in the moment when I'm conversing with the customer, I I have confidence right? Sure. And you can't, that's something you can't take away from people. So, you know, um, you know, if you're just getting going with this stuff and you, you know, you kind of lack confidence, you're going to need more time on the job kind of, kind of dealing with those objections, you know, dealing Mm -hmm. with that awkwardness, you know, um, overcoming some of those weird feelings and it, you know, that I can say gets better. It does. Absolutely. It does, but it comes, it comes with time, but it comes with time. It comes with lots of time. Right, because it's that it's that uh, I I think maybe that's what I should call it. We should call this podcast is um, how much, right? The age old question: how much? How much? Right? How, how much? much? How much? Well, <laughs> uh, how much you got? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start at ten k a lay, huh? <laughs> that that's a good way to get them to go. Oh, it's great. Starting price ten k. They're like, what? What are you talking about? Ten thousand well, dollars. One zero comma zero 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 dot zero zero. You're like, but I only paid seven thousand for the car. (laughs) Sorry, that's not my problem. You asked me how much to fix this, and I told you. Oh my god, it's hilarious. I was, um, 
it's just it's it's just kind of working out perfectly because as we get close to kind of wrapping up this episode, I um taking me back to the initial conversation I had on the phone with the guy that owns the Subaru mm-hmm. that I'm working on today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's like, "Yeah, you came highly recommended." Mm-hmm. You know, by uh, another guy that I do a lot of work for, and um, you know, so I was telling him, and he and he's like he would spied on me before, you know, he, he, was, he looked on the website and s- saw a bunch of the work and stuff. And then, you know, he's like, he's like, well, you know, he goes, I, I, I don't, I don't need, this, this doesn't need to be a show car or something like that. Oh yeah. Like, T- typical, right. uh, typical response. And I said, I said, no, I, I understand that it, I understand it's a daily mm-hmm. dri- driver. Right. But, um, you mm-hmm. know, there still is going to be X amount of labor hours to get it sure. back to the condition yeah. that you are requesting. Right. Because yeah. of that, you know, this is the price that's associated with it. So, yeah. you know, and it, it was super cool. He's a great dude. You know, he's like yeah. got a couple cars he wants me to work on. Yeah. But, you know, after we were able to look at the car and kind of formulate an estimate and stuff like that, he was like, okay, he's like, you, you sold me. You sold me. I was like, well, I, that's what he said. I'm like, well, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was selling him. I just yeah, told yeah. him, I yeah. told him what the car well, needed. I got a one last story. So I did this Nova and uh, I didn't do it at first. And, and, I go up and I take a look at it and he goes, you know what? I've heard a lot of good things about you. Great things. I'm like, cool. But I heard you're real expensive. I said, yep. Okay. Yes, I am. I'm very expensive. He goes, well, I'm going to go with this person. I'm like, cool. Fair enough. I'm like, ooh, that's not going to turn out good. Guess who calls me about three months later? I said, well, uh, you know, I'm expensive, right? And now it's going to be a lot more because now I have to fix it. Mm-hmm. And there's no guarantees. Those are always the best. Are you okay with that? Well, you know, I said, no, I do know. Do you want me to do it or not do it? I love it. I and love I did it. it. And he paid accordingly. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you just, you don't have to be a jerk about it. You just have to say X's and O's. Yeah. But to say the X's and O's, you really have to know what you're talking about because people understand if you're talking BS or you're talking legitimate X's and O's. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They pick up on your body language and, mm-hmm. you know, they can tell, you know, you know, if it, if you know, your gut, trust the mm-hmm. gut. Mm-hmm. I say that all the time. Trust your gut. If it feels weird, it probably is, you know, um, and I think when you're selling things to people, you know, it it gets easier. That's all I can Mm -hmm. say. There's Mm -hmm. been lots of awkward moments, man, in my sales career. And I appreciate in the moment when I, when it was awkward, it sucked, you know, but today looking back, it gives me, you know, strength and humility to kind of just, uh, and then that all translates to confidence, and that's what helps yeah. ma- overall make the sale. Is the confidence. Sure, and it, it, if if they're like, you know what, Matt or Jason, I appreciate it. You do great work, but that's just that's just more than I I can afford. And I've I've been on that level too. And they're, you know, yeah. they respect me. I respect them, and they're on their way. You know, and it's just uh, it's just part of the deal. Yeah, well, that happens too. And so the the before we sign off here today, I, I want to kind of like help. Um, share this little nugget of information. And I guess if, if this can help anybody else in, in their craft and trying to raise their prices in the detailing world, one of the things that I, I did that helped me um, a few years ago when I was getting going and trying to get my ticket prices up 
as I was still gaining some more awareness and confidence and all the stuff that I was doing, one of the things I would do is I would, I would discount the service. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but what I would do is I would kind of, um, I would leave the customer with an invoice of what the service actually would have cost. Okay. And so I think this, this could be, um, this really helped me kind of understand more clearly what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but also kind of like lay down um, some guidelines and build my confidence a little stronger that, um, you know, if I'm going to give away the service to somebody, that's fine, right? That's my decision to make, mm-hmm. but I don't want to give it away without it being documented some way. You know what I mean? And that way there's some type of validation. And even if it's own for my own validation to help know my worth, right? I say, look, okay, on this service, I worked X amount of hours. This is what the service should have cost. This is what you paid, right? And that over time helped me kind of build my pricing tickets up. So I wanted to share that. I, sure. I, I thought of that today. And um, before we kind of wrap up, Kilmer, this was a good podcast. This was it was. It was. You know, and if you guys have any questions or whatever, just uh, message me or Maddie and we'll uh, we'll try to answer them. But pricing is difficult. It, it really is. And you really not need to know what you can do on a skill set and how fast you are and yeah. be realistic about it. Be realistic about it. And just know that you're going to lose some and you're going to gain some, especially if you do wholesale cars. <laughs> you are going to lose on some cars and make the bank on other cars. Yeah. That's just part of the business. It is. And it's, uh, it's, it's always on that quest to, you know, break into the next level. And if you, if you stick with it and it's in your blood, you know, you'll, it'll, good things will happen. You just have to keep eventually. Buying. You just have to, you know, stay the course, right? Yep. Stay the course. Stay focused. I love it. Kilmer, this was this was fun. I did, I was worried about talking about pricing because I didn't know what direction all this stuff was going to go. But I think we, we touched on some good points. I'm sure there's some things that we left out. But um, you know, it's okay. That's why we have a podcast. We can keep on talking about it. Yeah. Down yeah. the road. Well, good, brother. Well, I uh, I guess we'll sign off for this episode. We appreciate everybody listening. If you Thank guys you. have any questions, you know how to find us. Uh, message myself or Jason. The YouTube channel is also now live. I'm going to be loading um, episodes, these episodes, to there slowly. So uh, you can check out the video content there. You can also find us on the Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts and more coming in 2023. So, um, Kilmer, I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you. S- see you on the next episode. And, See you uh, guys. Take care. Bye now. Thank you.